0: All right, we are live right now on Twitch, WTMnet, Twitter, the WTMnet Network, at W2 Network, and the WTMnet uh, Facebook page. I am your host, Sean Agarber of Soccer to the Max, and here with me, Eric Watkins. We I kind of saw this coming. Yeah, I did say, I did say if there was going to be a loss, it would be at Panama. And I I said it, if there was going to be a time where they only get the six points and I mean, it would be here. It would be here. And to be fair, though, I didn't expect it to be this way. I did not expect this. And I I had to kind of fake excitement here. But this was not the way you want the team to play. And it's different because you saw this is more like much more like the El Salvador game. Mm -hmm. Uh, You thought you were kind of done with this when it came to the team. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of echoing through your uh, through oh. your side there, Eric. So. Oh, you're fine um, on my end. Well, I'm not hearing you from my side, I think. Is what it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm hearing me on your end. So ah. oh, that's like freaking me out a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's just there was just a lot of didn't feel very uh, cohesive at all today. A lot of uh, confusion, it seemed like. A lot of timidness, it seemed like. There was nobody that was – not nobody. There was uh, a few people, but not what you want to see. There was no, like, being on the ball and taking charge. It it just felt like the team, you know, didn't – what we saw against Jamaica and what we've seen Mm -hmm. uh, in some other games, that did not happen uh, No. Well, with those two games, we went out early
1: and we put our stamp on the game. We put, for those matches, our will in Now, you can call it high-flying in a sense, those first couple of minutes, because with all the different touches, the ball barely hit the ground, which, amazing in its own right. But then after that, that period where it's like, okay, you expected both teams to settle in, they did, but it always looked like Panama, home crowd and all, give them credit. They're like, okay, we're going to take advantage up this right side. We're going to take advantage playing up maybe just a little bit higher, making sure we have that control in the midfield a bit more, kind of force the chances. And the US never really fully responded. For the longest time, it felt lucky because the longer it went nil nil, 45th. 50th 50th fifth minute okay you figure maybe with a couple tweaks we could nick three points or at least get the draw but yep. then the corner happened they got that
0: goal which even with his I mean, obviously lucky not to get the goal earlier yeah uh when i think it was um uh, quintero had it go off his foot or he missed it with his foot and it went off uh for for a goal kick instead because that should have been one nil right there. And uh, George Bello got got caught not coming over. Um, and that's I mean, that's gonna happen. George, we forget sometimes how young this team is. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these guys are still learning uh their positions, and then you know, again, it's that whole like what you do for your club team, not necessarily always what you're asked to do for your uh national team. And it's just mm-hmm. to me, I think what this boils down to. Is seven changes, Eric, from yeah, what we saw against Jamaica. Obviously, there's gonna be a rotation. Obviously, there is uh, we knew there was gonna be guys not traveling. Uh no Anthony Robinson, he was just not gonna travel, period. Uh, Western McKinney picked up a knock and started to you New know, Desk, and they wanted to make sure that they would be okay for the game against Costa Rica. And we'll talk about what Costa Rica did uh, at later on as we're gonna go around CONCACAF as we usually do. And yeah, those guys were at least Anthony Robinson and Sergio Desk. That's two, You're both your backs changed. Okay. Walker Zimmerman was there. You play McKenzie instead of Miles Robinson. Miles Robinson's been consistent the entire time. I could kind of make a I could kind of make a point of all right, change him um to, to give Miles Robinson some rest. Walker, you know, Walker Zimmerman I thought was one of the few bright spots in this entire team he he still played well wasn't a lot going through him necessarily and then when oh. he had to uh he had the one chance the the only they still had no shots on goal the mm-hmm. one chance it was sort of something came from walkers in the third minute off that corner the one corner that coming across hit well this in this entire game uh and it went over the the goal but that, to me, is just – I understand resting, and I understand there's just players that you're – sometimes you're not going to be able to have, as we have in the case oh, yeah. of Austin Robinson, Eric. But it's just like it's too much. You look at all the other games, and I watched highlights of all the other games, and I watched like about 30 minutes of of Mexico till they score the second goal, and then I watched highlights afterwards. But uh, once they score that second goal with Honduras being down a man, that was going to be it. But, you know – I, you don't see that. You don't see these a gazillion changes. No, to a team like I mean, you don't, again, it, it, it's just insane to me. Like Greg Herb, I get, and he did this against the in the Honduras game. He this did same thing. It's just let's let's throw these guys out there because they haven't played, and let's just see if we can get through it. He got lucky in the Honduras game, but this is it's almost like he's playing FIFA. Look, I get it. Greg Burrow told us a coach, and he he knows what he's doing more than I do. But I'm saying it's it's like you can't just square peg round hole, right? No. There's got to be chemistry to this.
1: And when you've got like such a big, bigger than usual mass of players, when you've got instead of like you 23, 26, when you've got like 30 in camp because you've got three matches in a week, I completely get it. So you right. can understand maybe three, four changes, but. At the same time, when you're making these changes, you've got to understand where your depth is at what particular spot. Because mm-hmm. at the very least, you want to keep a consistent system going, especially one that works, like we saw seen in the Jamaica game. This wasn't that. This was just, I've got all of this depth all over. I've got
0: to use it. I'm just going to throw something at the wall and see when it sticks. But I wonder if that really shows you how much depth you don't have, right? I mean, obviously... Yeah. There are players in spots that you're missing. I can understand why you didn't play, like, say, a DeAndre Yedlin to start because Panama has speed on the in their backs, and Yedlin's going to get caught that way. So that's mm-hmm. why you do use a George Bello, you know, and you do use a Shaq Moore. And I understand that. They weren't necessarily the, the problem. It was more of your back line was doing the job of your midfield. And that's where I had the issue of outside of Eunice Musa a few times, nobody is moving them forward. No. It's okay, we're here. And then how are we going to get it to the front line again? Exactly. You
1: have have
0: it in the middle. No service at all. No. How's he supposed
1: to score? It's like you have it in the middle third, great. And it's like, okay, who's going up? Where do we lump it? Do we just lump it forward? Do we do this? Do- no.
0: It was crazy. Yeah. There, I mean, and credit to Panama. They played well. They attacked. They pressed. Mm-hmm. Um, there was never a time, except for after halftime, when you put on Brandon Aronson and Tyler Adams to kind of make a correction to the wrongs that you did with the starting 11. They looked a bit more fat. They looked quicker. They moved mm-hmm. the ball more. They went forward. Aside from that five minutes, that was it. Yeah. There's not a, t- a period in the game where you can say, oh, the U.S. had the ball and they had opportunities. They didn't. This was bad. It was bad. It was not – and there was no energy in this game either, Eric. Like, I never felt like somebody was trying to fight to to get a ball, to – like, where's the scrappiness? Of, I mean, Kellen Acosta, we always talk about, oh, man, that guy fights. There was none of that. He puts Tyler Adams in. It's the same thing. There wasn't any of that. There was, it felt like at times Panama was just absolutely outplaying, out hustling, out trying. They wanted this more. They're coming off that loss, yep. El Salvador. Yep. They needed to correct here at home against the U.S. They knew the U.S. could be vulnerable. They're coming off that high with not a good Jamaica team that they're playing. And they, they beat them 2-0. Great. But I think this there's a uh there's a correction that a lot of not only the players, but brohalter Halter has to go back and make once again. You have got to understand that at some point you've got to have a spine in the team. Mm-hmm. And even though you have rotation, you can't rotate, you know, everybody. You're again, you're this is World Cup qualifying. You don't have an Andorra or San Marino that you're playing here. These are all extremely capable opponents that you're playing. And, and
1: if you look at the live table, look at the top four, top five, top six. Yes, this was only five matches in, but it's a log jam. And it's hard to get out of that log jam, especially as you're going deeper in. You could say that, okay, maybe there's a little bit of relief coming up with this next match. That's no guarantee. Now you're really sitting and looking forward to, all right, now you've only got two matches in the November window. How are you really going to handle these?
0: Even though it's at
1: home, it's still against freaking Mexico. Exactly. And you've got to get some sort of result because you're not just doing with Mexico. Now you're dealing with Canada. Now with this
0: loss, Panama has a life. It's only going to potentially get worse. Yeah. I mean, you go to Kingston. Mm-hmm. in That second game, which you know, Canada has proved that that wasn't the easiest thing to do. Um, so you know, and then Jamaica know that they have it all to play for in these next their next two. Uh, because if they don't start putting up some points other than draws, they're gonna run into problems. Yep. So, like, here's the thing: I did say if there was one one bogey team, one team that was going to. Come up and give the US a problem. It was going to be Panama. And people were, you know, going, oh, well, they should easily get the draw. We're the US, you know, all that stuff. And yeah, you should feel like you're technically better. You are, mm-hmm. but the team itself, we forget, again, this is a young team. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't have that experience yet oh they are sitting they're they're t- they're bringing five or six guys at us if we pass the ball around a bit faster we can get by them and have numbers going forward our way but they can't do that because no. they're too stuck on uh, well okay we're gonna pass the ball around and then oh wait somebody's coming at me let me get rid of it and there wasn't Like any of these, you know, really big passes through the middle that you're saying, oh, man, okay, that has a chance. Literally go back and watch just, for one, when you have the shortest, when you go back and look at the extended highlights of all the other games and you have the shortest amount by three minutes of all the other ones, it tells you how much not a lot happened in that game for the U.S. So, and, and that's just on a simple Matter of it, it's just go back and watch that outside of the walkers of and then the one where Ricardo Pepe comes on and then kind of just try to make something happen and shoots it into the left side and it barely misses. That's it, there are no more chances for the U.S. They had five shots in total in the entire game now. Panama only had six, whatever, but they made their corner count, yep, where nobody gets in front of the goal scorer. Because I can't remember so, his name for the second. Yeah, and, 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 and Zardes actually knocked it in.
1: Yeah, and with yeah. that one, of like looking at it and seeing that, I could tell Zardes had it mistimed. In a looking at it, especially live, it almost looked like an olympico. It was that
0: precise it's and right. it was That before that. Yeah, and Matt Turner was able to like knock him away or whatever. But well, the first one, I feel like he didn't really. He kind of flailed at them. But it's like. Still, he was able to get him away, and then you have that, and it's just like Panama knew exactly what they wanted to do. They knew that they didn't have the size; they put it right there on the front, on the that post, the first, you know, the near post, and were able to get exactly what they wanted out of it, and they got the goal. And it's just like again, you didn't feel the entire time. If I remember right, it was Godoy who scored. Yeah, Godoy was. I I I was saying Godoy in my hand. And mm-hmm. then I was like, wait, I have a good doy as well. And I was oh, yes. So, <laughs> you know, my thing is, too, it's like, it's one thing to feel the way we feel, right? As we feel, mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, U.S., you should be able to with the time you have left. Let's start seeing some chances. Let's, you still feel confident, right? But it's like, yeah. there was no urgency. There was no, no oh, man, we got to go. We got to go. We got to get the ball. We got to, we got to step forward. There was none of that. Even- it was it was just, let's keep doing it. Let's go. Yeah. Like Even as you said, when they made the, the triple sub and you had Yedlin and Pepe. Oh, come I, on, I, Ricardo Pepe. I think I was going to bring up here too, Eric. They got lucky when <laughs> Kellen Acosta and Cooper hit heads. Yeah. That Kellen Acosta didn't get knocked out for this game. Oh, yeah. I don't understand the triple sub in the 65th minute. Like, why don't you keep one around for in case something happens? or later when you really need to make a change. It's like I don't I don't get this and I don't get the halftime subs constantly either. It's like you're not going to try to see if you can talk to them, change some tactics and and go on and see if you could do something in the first 10 minutes or whatever. It just yeah. feels like it's like, "Well, I've got to overcorrect immediately." And yeah, it worked. For like five minutes, again. Yeah, but it the only worked on the point and that was it. He tried to overcorrect just like he did in Honduras and thinking, okay, well, if I correct now and bring on almost everybody that I brought in in the Honduras game, they'll fix it. And that's the problem. Didn't happen. No. Right? no. And they weren't even close. It's not like, oh, my God, they had two or three that, holy crap, that they would have just gone in, or we got undone by the referee. There was nothing. Nothing you can point to and go, oh, yeah. No, none of them worked. Panama and, and... did pretty much
1: the exact same thing. The only yeah. little bit of differences I saw was instead of attacking primarily more along the right-hand side in the first half, right down
0: the left. A little bit along the right, too. But it's like, okay, yeah. well, they the goal haven't goal changed. Right. Why For do we? Chances, uh, uh, the number 17 gondola. he had And Quintero was amazing. He had mm-hmm. so many opportunities where he just went right through. The the like he'd just make a pass, it was right to the to the gondola or or uh blackburn or whoever up front and they were there. And Matt Turner had to make some saves in this game. This was not like the other games where uh not much to do for Matt Turner. This was a a, a match where he had to be turned on. And I think you saw some of the shine come off Matt Turner a little bit with the you know how we talk about everybody loves Sack Stefan because he can do a lot of stuff with his feet. That's not one of his strengths. You saw some of that today. When he was in desperation mode, he almost made a huge error, kicking it right to one of the Panama players. And if it wasn't because, you know, uh, he had a defender right there to help him, it it could have been really bad. And he made a huge save on, I think it was Gondola, that went right up to him and he used his arm to make the save. It was right point blank,
1: right there. You think, okay, great. That was a great moment. But again, the fact that you relied on Turner to bail you out in that moment, which that ball just goes a little bit different. He's right there for a rebound and can yeah, go over. I mean,
0: you always need your keeper to make some big saves sometimes. Yeah, but I feel like that's that's just a matter. Like I almost feel like the the having to change your back line. That's not really. Halter's fault but that is where you make a decision of maybe I need to try something a little bit different knowing who I have is my job to try to just start whoever or is my job to win your job's to win right exactly so if you're limited to certain players you can't play you still need to go out and try to put out your best 11 that you have available to you along with thinking about who they have on their end. And it's like, maybe this is where you change and you play a back three. Yeah.
1: And I was just about to to get to that. If you know you have deficiencies on your back line, it's like, okay, I can't play a back four. Who do I have? Can I work with something like a three, five, two? Can I work with something a little bit different, but based around a back on that tactic? Because of course, Every good manager worth his salt has two tactics yeah. that they can work on or that they can switch some kind of thing into. This is one of those to where I think lack of either knowledge of one, coming up with one, whatever,
0: but lack of having that tactic failed. And it's not like that, it's the trying to overcorrect yourself too quickly mm-hmm. burned you because what did you have to do? You had Walker Zimmerman up front for like the last 15 minutes because... He was cramped and couldn't play defense. That's not that's not good. I mean, he's no. your one consistent defender that you could count on in this entire game, and you have to have Tyler Adams go play center back, which totally discombobulates the entire thing that you're trying to do. Where you brought Tyler Adams on because Keen was running riot on through through you because Kelvin Acosta, for some reason or another, could not uh, do that job uh, in this game and. It just felt like so much went wrong. I mean, like, you just got nothing. And it's not Tim Weah or Joshi Zarder's fault. They just got no. nothing. They got no. nothing. Um, I mean, it just felt like they should have gone on the attack earlier. There should have been... It's like, oh, we tried for the first five minutes, and then, ah, oh, man, you know, we can't. Uh, I don't know why he didn't try to... If you're going to go ahead and do... So this is why... I don't understand the hat on something because if you would have waited a little bit longer, you could have brought done the triple sub earlier and then had your two for later. Yeah. And then brought on Pepe along with Aronson and Adams. And then you still have that combination of Aronson Pepe that, you know, you've had and you know, that works well, but it's just like, this is, this all got messed up because then in at that, they give you seven minutes of injury time, which honestly they should have been more because, Panama was doing the absolute greatest amount of cocker capping you've ever seen in your life with two different fans or ball boys or whatever you want to call them coming onto the pitch. I mean, included. Like, this is insane. Like, talk uh, about expert a- time wasting. <laughs> I forgot the name of number eight who has cramp, and then they get taken them off, they take them off with the stretcher because they need to waste more time. And it's like, dude. What what, Like, oh, my God, you know? Like, wow. It it was insane to me. I'm sitting there going, this ref is seriously not going to put any more time on the clock? After all that? After all that? No way. They they know the system. They know the system. They're like, all right, well, we got this ref. He's like, okay, come on. We can limit this. Uh, It makes no sense. You know, I just – I wonder why, like, why you have to go play – funny ball when you go away. I understand that it's even tougher to play away, mm-hmm. right? Like you need to have more cohesion and more trust with the players when you play away as com- uh, compared to playing at home. So it's like I don't know, it is it some of this doesn't make sense to me. Uh, obviously, the players also got to look at themselves as why you you don't have oh, the yeah. energy that you didn't have, Eric. I mean, it's just like for, where, for where did that fight go in this yeah, game? Because for something like this, to me,
1: it almost feels like how we were talking about. We looked at uh, this round and it's like, all right, this is the one where expectations would really be the lowest. And this is kind of the worst case scenario. We can do that sitting here on our chairs, on our couches. But if I'm a men's national team player or any sort of national player, or a coach or a manager. It's like, hey, we have a shot no matter where we go, who we play. We know we've got it together to where if we put out our best, we can go ahead and get the. But there wasn't that feeling. It was just like, all right, well, we know we just came off this with Jamaica. We know we got this coming up. People aren't expecting as much against Panama. Let me go ahead and tinker and oh, maybe something great will happen. No, you can't have that approach.
0: No, and I mean, let's, again, give credit to Panama. They fouled more. They had more corners. Their corners actually connected. Another thing of, I don't know why he didn't take Kevin Acosta off, because his free kick was fine. It Mm -hmm. was sort of close. The one corner at the beginning of the game, the rest were off. He couldn't get past the first guy. And it's like, this is, corners are super important when you're away. Yep. Like, You know you're not creating, you're not generating much of anything. Corners are where you can level it, get your point, and go home and go away. And and we're talking where it's different narrative, right? We're talking about how they got a result when they were playing badly. This is where you're pointing at and going again. Greg Verhalter needs to read the room, and I get it. Maybe he has faith in certain guys, and he wants to he wants to believe in them and everything else. But it's like start seeing what isn't there yeah and start going oh well we're gonna we're gonna push this guy we're gonna do this we're gonna so i don't know but it's i just hope we don't we don't see this this doesn't need to be the 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 tune every time you go away in the second game we're gonna make a million changes because i want to start half the roster it's like look sometimes some of these guys get called in and they don't play and it's like this is where I I was wondering was like okay well why don't we have Matthew Hoppy coming on? He's just sitting there and now he has two games where he hasn't played at all, right? It's like there's there's other players like uh, Luca De La Torre, you had him come on in the last game you didn't have him here. It's just like start seeing where you need someone and plug that hole. Not necessarily trying to just all right the front two aren't working we're gonna change the front two we're gonna put in this the same three that I put in last time get all this energy going and then nobody has energy because everybody's disconnected and there's too many changes and there's too much, you know, going on. So uh, Eric, it's just frustrating. It's, it's frustrating. It's disappointing, you know, to see all this. I mean, credit to Panama, first time beating the U S in a local qualifier ever Mm -hmm. first time losing uh, first time beating the U.S. I mean, it's like, yeah, look, this is the
1: 24th matchup between the U S and Panama. This is only Panama's
0: third win, third. They and stepped up. All win.
1: credit to them. Second, the
0: second win. I think their other one was in the Gold Cup. So it's like it's it's not expected. Obviously, again, I said this at home Panama is a much different team. They go for it whatever, but just to like never see the US really go for it at all during this game is just unbelievable to me. That you don't ever just Okay, let's start. Let's get going. And, and in that yeah. last, like, 15 minutes, they still – they couldn't put two passes together, Eric, They were just Matt Turner it long as if we have somebody that just holds up the ball beautifully and they're going to connect it. They don't work like that. When you're just asking them to all of a sudden just, ah, that's what's going to happen. It's like, oh, Lord. I mean, Panama knew what was going to happen. They could just easily read that. It's just – and yep. then you're – and in, in times where you got to be on at the, in the last, okay, you got five minutes and you're just falling asleep and let somebody just blow by you and, and take the ball away on a freaking throw in and you almost cost the team. It's like the whole game felt like this, where it's just like, they're asleep, not paying attention. Uh, you know, it's, somebody's not, not sliding over, not doing this. No. It's, it's so frustrating. It was frustrating. Um, to watch this entire thing, and it's... Look, I'm sure it will be corrected once again against Costa Rica, and we're talking about a different game, but you never know, honestly, Eric, because... No, you really don't. To be fair, uh, in about the, what was it, 75th minute or so, there was a red card uh, given to an El Salvador player. I don't think that it's really uh debatable as the one we'll see against Mexico I think was uh it was pretty bad he he almost did a stomp on the player's foot and it's not great Uh, it's not intentional but it just it looks bad right but Costa Rica give them credit at home they were down one nil early in about the 11th minute or so El Salvador scores Brian Reeves, the eternal Brian Reeves, comes in off a corner scores, um, clear penalty for Cesar Borges to come up and shoot it and score it in with, with authority. The two old guys, the two experienced guys come up big for Costa Rica, and that's where you do need the experience, right? Like, you do bring in those old guys for that kind of thing, and they both deliver when you need them to. And again, it helps a lot, I think, that El Salvador at a crucial time where... They could have went in and gone, gotten a two-two, have the red card, they down a man, and it made it much more. It made it much easier for Costa Rica to get get three points that they absolutely needed. I said it was a must-win, Eric. They got that with those three points. Yeah, it because they knew, and I had mentioned, you don't
1: get this, then you collapse against the U.S. You're all but dead. But now it's like okay. We go ahead, we're at home in San Jose, we battle back, we see what the U.S. did. It's like, all right, if we can do this, we know we have some, now let's take it to them and show them why the Ticos have been in force for so long. You don't want to play a team with that kind of mentality on top of what talent they have because they were struggling, now it's like, okay— They've got something on their side. And they still they have had very a big capable players, players. Mm-hmm.
0: you know, they still have very capable players. We're not yeah, they do. They, they don't have the all-star lineups of some Canada and Mexico, but they still have some very capable players. And you do need to be careful of it, would have been much different to have them coming off another draw or another loss, and you're just kind of like dealing with a very perhaps demoralized team. This is a Costa Rica team now that feels like they have life. And you think about they get another point here against the U S or perhaps they even like, you know, shock and get a win. You're talking about having seven or nine points and you're right there in the thick of it for being at the top. So like, this is something where you know, the U S really has to be on it. I mean, obviously you're at home it's a different deal, uh, but still, you know, you can't let your guard down just because, you know, before this game, Costa Rica was, you know, one of those teams. I mean, they went from having only scored one goal the entire qualifying to scoring two in one game. So you know, much different thing uh, for Costa Rica here. But like, props to them for for going out there and getting the win that they needed. Uh, same thing happens in the Mexico game. Mexico were up one nil going into halftime. Honduras has some chances uh, that you know didn't go their way. And then in the 47th minute, minor Figueroa gets the ball, but also takes down Ro Jimenez. They call it a dog. zone scoring not ro- goal scoring opportunity. He wasn't as close to say Brendan Aronson or probably Riola was when Jimenez gets taken down, but I don't know. It's almost to me like the Brendan Aronson one where you could, you could call it a foul. If you want to, you could also not call it a foul because he gets the ball. Right. But he went ahead and called it a foul, and he did the letter of the law thing where you're supposed to give him a red, unlike the uh, Grenada referee in the Jamaica game. But, man, that was harsh for Honduras. It, it, It really was. And I'll go back, see the replay,
1: but if it's a moment like that, I look at it and it's like, okay, if you make contact with the ball, especially first, to me, even with positioning and stuff, I get it. It's not a foul. Yeah. I... Don't necessarily call that a foul. But again, if it was that kind of bang, bang, you do and you do that. It's one of those things that sucks. But as we talked about, where's VAR? That's another one of those to where yeah. VAR could have settled that out.
0: Exactly. But there's no VAR here. So you're just having to no. go on every decision. And that's what it is. I mean, ah, that I felt really bad for Honduras because I think that they yeah. could have Perhaps gone and made it more of an uh, an interesting fight against Mexico because after that, I mean, not not that Mexico didn't have chances of because they certainly did. But after that, it was just an absolute Mexico show of constant chances against them. There constant, 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 and the goal was pretty much gonna come. And Rogelio his money gets another goal. Um, and credit to him, who's been muscle aligned, you know. Um, and then he comes off for a So he gets off, goes off. And then, you know, Chucky Lozano gets his. So uh, all good for Mexico. They got the comfortable 3 0 win. And I mean, things look good right now for them leading the table by three whole points over the U.S. because they lost and over Panama now who the U.S. only lead Panama by goal difference. Uh, so, uh, you know, Mexico leading the line again. And now the U.S., has to do what they got to do and then perhaps have to get that result, that big result against Mexico at home to perhaps uh, get closer. So, uh, you know, that's the thing is that's, that's the kind of things you put yourself in when you don't get the points where you need them, Eric. And speaking of getting points for Canada, as much as Jamaica is a really tough team to play and you're in Jamaica, I think they got to feel like you dropped two points here. Very much so. Uh, but this is another case of, I was, Highlights of this, Eric. It's still the same front three for Canada: mm-hmm. Davies, David, and Osorio. Um, and well, Tejon Buchanan got switched out, but you know, it's still a major part of the team. Is still there. You didn't have this. Oh my God, switch out fifty players. You know, like they did for the U.S. It's like you know. So, and Canada, I mean, Alfonso Davies had a few uh, runs where it really made it interesting. And Jamaica had a few off corners that could have gone in, but ultimately nil-nil is where it stands. And, yeah, this was a scrappy, like, fun game to to watch just in in highlights. There was a lot going on here. Uh, Good to see, like, Jamaica come to life here and see that Jamaica team that you really feel like you should see, right? Um, Yeah. I I, I mean – You count on the Reggae boys, they're going
1: to do their best to defend in Canada to all their credit, as you said. They had most of their team there, they had the core there, but at the same time, yes, great performance at BMO Field, but when you're traveling away, and that's something that even Canada is still trying to get you to, being in those big away atmospheres and or being the favorite, right? Because they're not used yeah. to being the favorite. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So with, with something like that, it's a whole, it's a separate issue of mentality. Which being away as a favorite, as you said, they're still warming up to that idea. But the fact that they were still able to scrap right with Jamaica—that's still a credit to them and hold on to a nil-nil because that's where you see a beginning. So, like, all right, next time and going forward, now we know how to better handle this.
0: Yeah, uh, but that, I mean, Costa Rica, or not Costa Rica, Canada has some uh, interesting, again, they they have these draws that they really should have done more with and, and gotten wins perhaps. I mean, you can mm-hmm. say that for... All four of their draws, they could have easily been wins, but, you know, it's it's disappointing to see. I mean, I think John Herman said it after the Mexico game. I don't feel like Azteca is that tough place to play anymore, and we really miss it getting not getting three points. I think he's really going to miss it not getting it th- in Jamaica here. Um, could have got the three points against the U.S. as well. And Honduras, I think, is another one at home to feel like he didn't get the three points when – you know and your even, goals and penalties. Yeah. yeah,
1: and even just converting two of those into wins. Look at where they would be and how the table would be sitting right
0: now. Exactly. Yeah, think about that. You're really you're sitting there in second, very close to Mexico. Um. So yeah, I think it's those are the things when you're you know these leading countries. And again, to be fair, Canada's got to get used to that.
1: Mm-hmm, they it's do.
0: Hard when historically this team has been. Yeah, they're kind of middling or oh, we have this golden generation and now it kind of went by and nothing happened. And now, oh, we're supposed to in another one, and then yeah, now, well, it's like to accept that all of a sudden, you know. But Panama had to deal with that too, right? Panama went from not being a whole lot to all of a sudden, oh now they're the kind of the big some of the one of the big teams in ConnorCalf, right? And they had yeah. to get used to that. So now they're doing their thing, and that's that's another thing too of Going back to the to U.S. game, to if you go and watch that Costa Rica-Jamaica game, that's the way this game should have been with U.S. and Panama. Mm-hmm. And I felt what was missing is there was back and forth there. There was both teams having chances. It was very much one-way traffic for Panama. Not the whole game like Mexico, but there was the one-way traffic, especially in the first 45 where Panama oh, had yeah. more energy. A lot but of one-way traffic. The, the U.S. didn't even take advantage of the fact that you Panama was obviously – losing steam by the time you get to the second half they didn't take advantage of that either and they lose and again Greg Berhalter has to go to that drawing board obviously he gets a lot of players back guess what's McKinney back Anthony Robinson back he thinks Gina Destin back let's see again Costa Rica's interesting team which Costa Rica are we going to get could very well you know a lot, a lot of people are probably thinking okay they're going to go back home it's going to be another comfortable win I'd say watch out I'd say watch out you could definitely get. This could be a, a barn burner. It, it could. Uh, depending on what team shows up. Absolutely. And especially depending on what U.S. team shows up. Because right now, don't know. No. If right? you
1: get the winners against the Jamaica, the one that they know they're expected to get this result and expectations are high, then that will make things easier. But at this point, this is the last hurdle. And again, thankfully after this it's going to be a bit easier in november and then from there you've got a few more months to go ahead and retool but let's still get through costa rica first yeah i mean i I wouldn't necessarily say it's easier i mean yes easier in easier in the sense not of opponent but timing and strategy instead of dealing with The three matches, you only have to deal with the two. Yes, one of them in particular is massive, but planning for two matches in a window is entirely different with these rotations. You don't have to have that third match. We feel like you
0: can fiddle. Yeah. And you know, you can't fiddle too much, but I mean, you know, you're going to start your big first team against Mexico. Of course. Of course. Game because that's going to be the highlight game of the entire window. Everybody's gonna be, the eternal rivals, all the stuff that they're going to be, uh, you know, bringing about or whatever. So I mean, who who do you want to see in this last game? Whether they come in or in that starting eleven, who do you want to see?
1: I definitely, especially after their combination against Jamaica. I definitely think with two players in my starting 11, uh, Ricardo Pepe and Eunice Musa. Now, and I know even with everything, but for someone like that who knows how to scrap, wants someone like Musa who isn't afraid to take some more of those potentially bruising runs up in the middle. And plus with Pepe, his height and just his sense in the 18, where the ball is, where he, you've, got to have someone who's much more clinical especially if you're trying to sap the game early i think you put those two on they link up for a big chance
0: in the first 10-15 minutes you can breathe a bit yeah i think definitely pepe has got to come back in uh for sure and start uh i would love to see it be matthew hoppy but i feel like Pepe in the form that he's in you've got to because you need to for one you need a damn score in the first half for God's sake. yeah you do you know, right? like stop having these nil nils going to halftime, and then we're gonna course correct, and then we're gonna do it all in the in the in the second half. You can't do that every game, especially no. not against the opponent you're gonna have in the next game uh, after this. Like I get Mexico no uh, noa uh, perdonar tanto, you know. Like you you gotta you gotta get on it. So I feel like for me, you definitely gotta bring Pepe in, but I would love to see if say Brennan Aaronson or, or Pepe aren't, like, working out or whatever, I really hope Matthew Hoppy gets in at least for 30 minutes. Yeah, you know, 20, 30 I, minutes. I, I want to see him play in a World Cup qualifier against, you know, some tougher opposition. Uh, definitely Yunus Musa. Again, like, that's the problem with, like, they played – some of these guys have played these two games, so how much energy do they have? um, I think this is a time for, I feel I feel like if you're going to do the four three three, then you know what your 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 midfield is going to be, right? Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, yep. and Colorado. That's your yeah. your midfield three, uh, especially because McKinney didn't play, and Musa has been your most productive uh, midfielder out of besides Colorado. So at least productive in that you feel like there's an energy, there's somebody trying to get something going there instead of. Uh, you know, just kind of doing their thing. Where this is, I felt like Jet didn't do a whole lot, and it was weird to not have seen Gianluca Busio yet. And he might have worked, he might have done better uh, to have played in this in this game against Panama. But I feel like we're going to get the normal starting four um, for this one. Both the Robinsons are going to come back, and you'll uh, see Sergio Des back as well, unless he's got an injury uh, that keeps him out. Then I guess you know you would see perhaps a. Uh, Yedlin start this time, uh, but I feel like Walker Zimmerman has been so good. I don't think you can take him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you got to be you got to have stability. So I feel like you got to have Miles Robinson back and uh, with Anthony Robinson as well. Even though you could make a case for, is this a time to give Chris Richards a shot? I I was surprising to me that you didn't give Chris Richards a shot against Panama. If you're gonna mess around with the back line, I get it. McKenzie played a game for you last time, but you know, he's here, he plays from Hoffenheim, somebody to think about. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I yeah. said
1: this the last time when we were having the same situation, the same conversation about Ricardo Pepe. Watch go ahead and Burhalter all right, we're going to start him in that final game. Maybe he does decide to start Richards in this final game for this window. This seems to be that sort of a pattern of his.
0: Why, I don't know. I don't think we need to be playing around too much. It's like you still need to be. Yeah, I completely. Costa Rica is no slouch. No, no slouch (laughs) at all.
1: I completely agree. You have a solidified back four. Use it. But like I said about that in this what-if situation, I'm getting the same kind of what-if vibes. I don't know if it's going to work as well, but. Yeah. Maybe this time he proved me wrong.
0: Is there somebody you don't want to see or you think kind of needs to take a step back? For me, I feel like I feel like get give Kellen Costa a rest. Give him a rest and as
1: much as a DC guy, and I know he's had some moments, but I think we've seen at least for this window enough of Ariel.
0: I was going right there with you. Uh I'm good. A, I'm good. I'm good. Time. I've seen enough. <laughs> You've seen enough of Areola. We know what he gives you mm-hmm. Get in the first game. You know, that's why I keep saying, like, if you're going to move a front guy, this is the time to bring in Matthew Hoppe as a side. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go ahead and start him. They could go ahead and start him as well. Um, this is that moment. And then if, you know, you want to bring in Jossie Zardes or Tim Way or whatever. That's, cool. that's fine. Bring him in off the bench. Yeah, I still – I also – Insane that I don't. I think Acosta needs to have a rest. If you're going to change one of the midfield three, I think this is a time for Gianluca Luca Busio uh, to get a moment. So you know, think about that, Mister Berhalter. We'll see. Um, obviously, Matt Turner still number one guy. He hasn't done anything to lose his spot. He will be starting. Uh, I get. I worry about the way he looked with, but we. That's his weakness. If there is one, is the ball at his feet. He doesn't look comfortable you can tell he doesn't like it because like the times where he gets the ball passed back, back to him, he's like, Oh man, I don't want this. You know, <laughs> he'd rather like throw it out with his arms or have to punt it away. Um, So that's something interesting to watch. Again, when you have a guy like Zach Steffen who's very experienced and is good with the ball, it's interesting to see if you have another game like that where you're asked to do that a lot. And he looks uncomfortable. If that's something that could, be his undoing a little bit, uh, but anyway, I um, just to finish that. I it's something that we don't normally do, and I kind of wanted to do it since it is the last game in the window. But definitely, I think if you walk away from this with anything but three points, I think you're looking at uh, some interesting possibly question marks. Greg Verhalter, definitely when you've got Mesco coming up in the next window, day after Veterans Day. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to shudder to think the thought, I think they will keep him on because again, like, I think he'll definitely stay on until the end of the year. And this, they? yeah, this is what I'm.
1: Well, my thinking is too. You're going to have question marks going to November, but depending on what happens in November, you'll have
0: what, four months until the window in March? Well, no, they had that one game in January, right, against Honduras? Check on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have don't they have a one little window in – is it January February that they have a game, each each team has a game?
1: I'm double-checking um, on that. Yes,
0: they do. It's um. Yep. January the, 27th against – Oh, no. Uh, so L- that's, L- a full, that's a full window oh, there in no, January, two games beginning of now. February. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: January to February, you have three games. And yep. then your last window, that's the one in March.
0: So, yep. yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Think, it's cold enough away where you could if they want to make a change that would be the time you have yeah you've got two months
1: instead of four which obviously you would want more but two months doable but again it's the this game right here and the two against the mexico and after that it's up in the air it's up in the air
0: it certainly is you know like you you got some tough games these are uh, but again, you're at home. You're supposed to get three points at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you need to go out there and do what you're supposed to do, whether it's 2-1, 1-0, you know, 3-2, whatever. Got to get it done. Uh, but, yeah, Greg Berhalter knows that you got to you gotta redeem yourself here. The team needs to redeem themselves here. Yeah, so. it's either you, it's redemption
1: or the clock starts simple as that.
0: Yeah, big time. So, all right. Until that's going to be it, we're not going to do two shows here. That's pretty much going to be the thing. If I think for next time, uh, it's what is it, November? Yeah, that's a Friday and a Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we won't run into that problem. But if there's ever a qualifier or friendly or whatever, uh, we'll only do one show. I, did you watch any of the Nations League final? I
1: did not watch because I had a few other stuff going on but I did see some highlights and I do want to say felicitation l'équipe de le bleu française
0: vive la france <laughs> okay uh, what a I, to go 1-0 down pretty quick and then Benzema with a what a freaking hit that was uh what a goal and uh, then Mbappe getting it in there before in the 80th minute to get the second goal. Um, big win. Big win for France. And Yeah. I mean, yeah. in the span of a week. What a say for Deschamps, too, because there's so much crap that he's taken for the way the team has played in a lot of World Cup qualifiers. Oh, and yeah. And then he goes and wins this thing.
1: Yeah, because in so, the span of a week, you're facing Belgium, number one team. The first ever competitive match where France overcomes a two-goal halftime deficit. You go on and win. Then you go right ahead on and win again, capture your first major trophy since the World Cup. I know Deschamps just wiped his brow.
0: Yeah. So Look at me now. <laughs> <about> <laughs> yeah. And and I wonder if this is gonna fuel those rumors again for Roberto Martinez to to Barcelona. Or if they're gonna really fight for him to stay into the World Cup or um or whatnot. But I bet that's gonna help those rumors swirl because it's another championship that they don't win. Nope. Belgium with that with that golden generation. Yeah, gonna be again, see how that goes for, for him and for the team. But uh yeah. So if you enjoyed what you heard here, having us talk about the US Men's national team. Uh, we'll have another show on Wednesday night. Um, I have to work, unfortunately, so it won't be until at least 11, 30, 12, because I'll have to watch the game while I'm working. But um, And since it's a yeah. Wednesday,
1: that'll be right after the kickoff, so the timing will
0: be fortuitous in that sense anyway. Oh, yeah, for sure. But remember, that's an early kick again, right? It's another 6 o'clock uh, game, if I'm not mistaken uh No, it's seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Yep,
1: seven. Uh, so,
0: and this time, Mexico's playing the late game. They're not doing the whole like they did today, where they kind of had them all be around each other, except for Mexico mm-hmm. started an hour later. This time it's seven, seven thirty, eight. Uh, Canada, Panama, seven thirty. Honduras, Jamaica is eight, and then El Salvador, Mexico is ten o'clock. So uh, into the nightcap we go with Mexico going to uh, El Salvador. So that will be another interesting one there. Uh, so probably won't, that will mean that we don't start till at least 12 because of that. But either way uh, until Wednesday, thank you everybody for listening for you uh, listened or you watched on, on Twitch, YouTube, or um, on the Facebook page, uh, wherever we really appreciate that. Of course you can, Listen, wherever there are podcasts. So you can go to that last word on soccer.com where we are as well, or W to net.com, uh, go subscribe to the whole W where You get everybody's shows, uh, along with the video games to the max that we just had an episode. Eric's life. is like a game show and the kickoff. I uh, will have plenty. I'm sure for them to talk about after this week of NFL games. Oh, um, so, um I'm sure Giants fans are feeling awful that not only do you lose Saquon Barkley again to a weird freak injury, uh, but also Daniel Jones to a concussion. So let's see how that affects them. And until until next week, or or well, until Wednesday, see you later, everybody. Peace. Peace.